right, come on now. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Make some noise, excited to be here. Man, it is so good to be back hanging out, worshiping with our church family. We wanna welcome everyone at our Ashland campus. We wanna welcome everybody watching online. Also wanna give a shout out to my boy, my son at GSE. He's there watching with his friends. Man, thank you so matter where you are. Thanks for tuning in with us. And before we go any further, both of our campuses, can we just stop for a moment and let's just give God praise for our incredible worship team. Are they not amazing? Come on, at all of our campuses. Man, I love that they get to sing to the Lord. They don't sing to you, they sing to the Lord and they lead us every week in worship and I'm so grateful for them. Well, it is Father's Day, happy Father's Day. You know, thank you guys so much, we love dads here. You know, I have many titles that I'll carry and that I'll wear and my favorite title is dad. I love being a dad and when you have kids at different ages, they, they begin to change how they call you dad or what they may say. My oldest son, they call me dad or fathoms, that's another whole inside joke and, and then my little girl, she still calls me daddy. And this morning she said, I'm not ever going to stop calling you daddy. You're my daddy. I got you present. And she brought me a present that, that she made me. And she said, and I said, well, don't you ever stop calling me daddy. Then she looks at me. She goes, I'm going to stop calling you daddy. And I was like, no, no, you can't. You always call me daddy. And she says, no, I'm going to start calling you Dr. Vinny. Now that's the inside joke in our family. She goes, you are Dr. Vinny now. So no, just call me dad. Just call me dad. How about that? But uh, I love being a dad and so thank you that you guys chose to worship with us today. We're in this part three of this series called Rethink. Ladies, you had your series last month. Guys, this is for the men's. This is the men's series this month. And we're talking about rethinking some things in our life. Pastor Adam did an amazing job last week talking about rethinking rest, which is hard for most of us to do, not a guy or a girl. Most of us have problems just resting. And he talked about, about taking the Sabbath and just recharging our body. I'm gonna encourage you, don't miss that. Go back and watch it. And this sun, this Saturday coming up at five is the guy's night out. Come on, man. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I mean, we got cars and barbecue and cornhole. And I was like, this is a Barrel Life Church event for all the men, and we want you to bring someone. So listen, if everybody at our Ashland campus, if you wanna, we love to invite you to our Moorhead campus, we'd love for you to be part of that. You know, if you got a car, a motorcycle, or truck, you wanna clean it up, come on, it's gonna be awesome. If I still had the minivan, I would wash and wax it and bring that sucker, you know what I'm saying? Because it changed our life to haul all of our gremlins around all over the world, and I'm grateful for, for that. So it doesn't matter what you have, it's just a good time for guys to get there, talk about some cars, have some barbecue, and play some cornhole. I heard there's gonna be a champion you already saw the belt, and so I'm excited to see who wins that. So we talked about rethinking what it means to walk with God. We talked about rethinking rest. What does it mean to rest in our life? And today I wanna talk about this word leadership. I want us to rethink leadership. Now, now I'm gonna share some things that one of my mentors shared with me you know, decade plus ago, and I wanna just let you know that as a kid growing up, and middle school or elementary school, we went to like kindergarten through eighth grade, and then we had high school. I never heard the word leadership. If I did, I never really paid attention to it. Even in college, no one ever talked about being a leader. They talked about being the boss, they talked about being a manager, they talked about being a CEO, they talked about climbing the corporate ladder and getting to the top. But no one ever talked about being a leader. And so now here I'm, I'm married and, and now I feel called the ministry and I went to seminary. And it was in seminary, they handed me a book on spiritual leadership. And I never in my life as a 24 year old thought, well how can I be a leader? What do I have to offer anybody? And, and what does it mean to be a leader? I'm not really good at this, I'm really not good at that. Who's gonna follow me? I don't have a business, I don't run a business. And so all my mindset about leader was somebody who's the boss. That makes them the leader. 
And the reality is every single person sitting here today is a leader. Because at the core of leadership is this word called influence. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And watch this, every single one of us in this room, every single one of us watching online at all of our campuses is a leader because every one of you influence someone. Every one of us influence, if you're, if you're a student, you can influence the people around you. If you might be an athlete, you influence the people around you. You could be an electrician, a pipe fitter, a plumber, doesn't matter, a banker, a doctor, a lawyer, an attorney, it, it doesn't it matter what you do. You, you could be a stay-at-home mom. You are a leader because you influence the people around you. Now, some people have great influence over others. Some people just have a small influence, but every single one of us influence the people around us. Listen, today's world, everyone has a voice. Everyone, just pull out your social media. You can say anything you want on social media. And every time you send something out into the world, you are gonna influence someone. You're gonna influence them in a good way or a bad way. But the reality is, you will impact the people around you. Your employees, your boss, your coworkers, you influence the people around you. And, and what I've come to realize, and typically for guys, guys are driven to be leaders, right? We want to lead. We want to lead at work. We want to lead at families. We want to lead. And so I want us to rethink this word leadership because it's completely different than the way the world teaches it. And so the, the core, I won't maybe say core, but one of the most foundational or, or, or verses in the Bible that deals with this is Matthew chapter 20. This is a radical verse, because this is completely different. Jesus is gonna talk about leadership in a way that is gonna blow, watch this, our minds today in our world, but definitely in the first century as a Jewish man. I want you to listen to this, verse 25. Jesus called them, that's his disciples, he called them together and says, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those who are under them. Have you ever met someone like this? They're the boss, they want you to know they're the boss, they're gonna tell you they're the boss. Like they wanna lord their authority over you. Listen to me, listen to me. If you have to go to work and tell people, I'm the boss, I'm the leader here, then listen, you're not leading well. If you have to sir, look at your wife and say, I'm the boss, you are not leading well, Jesus says, in this world, rulers want to lord it over people and they want to flaunt it. They want to they flex their muscles and show that I am the leader, I'm the boss. Look what Jesus says, verse 26. But among you, let's bring that 2,000 years to us. Among us today, but among you, it will be different. Okay, how should we do it, Jesus? Whoever wants to be a leader among you must first be your servant. Wait a second. If you wanna be a leader, you gotta be a servant. Well, that doesn't make sense because leaders lead servants, right? Like, no, 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 you need to serve if you wanna be a leader. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. They will argue who's gonna be the greatest. And Jesus says, you wanna be the greatest? You need to be a servant. Verse 28, for even the Son of Man, listen to what Jesus says. Even Jesus says, I came not to be served, but to serve others, and I'm gonna give my life away. I wanna give my Christian leadership, listen, is to give your life away. I'm gonna serve the people around me, whoever I have influence. Dr. Luke writes it like this in 22. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank. You wanna be first? You wanna be, then go be last. And the leader should be like a servant. These two verses are the Christian foundation when it comes to leadership. 
He didn't say be a dictator. We know people who are dictators. He says not climb the corporate ladder at all costs. I don't care if you have to destroy people, talk about people, get over people, cut through people, whatever it takes to get to the top, that's not how you become a leader. Servanthood is leadership. And the better you serve, the more God will raise up your leadership. It's just unbelievable. The more you serve people, God will give you greater influence because leadership is service. The reality is, the more that I serve other people around me, God gives me influence. And the same is true for you. The more you serve the people around you, God will elevate your influence. So the question is, if you wanna be great, or the statement, if you wanna be great, then you need to be a servant. You need to be a servant of all. Now how do you do that? Let's even go further to the heart issue. Why would you do that? You see, God is more concerned in why you do what you do than what you do. We're concerned in what we do. Did I do enough? Did I do this? Was I good? Did I perform? Did I, did I make it to the top? Did I, whatever it may be in your life. God's more concerned in why you do what you do. So let's get to the heart of the reason why all of us, especially listen to the guys today, that we should be Christian leaders, that we should strive to be Christian leadership when it comes to servanthood. Why should we do that? Like, why should be the reasons we do that? So let's unpack that. Let's walk through that together. So if you're ready to get started, come on, all of our locations, say, let's go. I wanna hear you at Boyd County. Y'all need to shout me down. Here we go. Why should I become a servant leader and serve the people around me? No matter what you do in life, entrepreneur, doesn't matter if you're a, you own a business, you run a business, doesn't matter if you, if you work in a business. Has a, why should you serve your people, your clients, your customers, your employees, your your children, why? Like, how should you influence? Here we go, number one, because, this is very profound, I was created for service. Is that not crazy? Like, I was created. God created me, God created you to serve. God planned you and wanted you to become a servant. Now, listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 2. For we are God's masterpiece, now, for most of us, we probably don't feel like a masterpiece. Some of us, we look in the mirror and we think we're a masterpiece. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? Like some, some of us are like, man, I don't feel like a masterpiece. This part of the masterpiece is a, it's a beautiful picture of God's creation. Think of a blank canvas. He took a blank canvas and he thought about you. He picked everything. He picked the color of your skin. He picked your nationality. He picked what country you're gonna be born into. He picked everything. He even picked your family. You don't even get to pick your family. Some of you wish you could take a mulligan on that for all my golfers out there. Like, you wish you could get a redo. Like, he even picks your family. You don't even get to pick who your parents are gonna be. God picked you and created you as a great masterpiece. Look what he says. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, wants us to become like Jesus, so that, watch this, we can do good things. Your translation may say good works, or your translation may say to serve. He created you to serve, and he planned this out long ago. Everybody say long ago. Before you, you were even a thought. In your parents' mind that someday they're gonna have children. God knew you, formed you, planned you, and numbered your days. He looked into your entire future and said, I wanna make you like my son, I want you to become like my son, and I've created you to do good works to serve the people around you. Listen, let me tell you why you should serve people, because God created you to. God wired you. Our flesh and the devil wants to be served. They, we we wanna be prideful, right? We want I, 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 and when you are prideful, when you run on pride, pride's a sin. 
The devil became the devil because of pride. And now we want to flaunt our pride. That's, a, that's, that's from the enemy. And so listen, when there's I, I am the leader, I am the boss, I want to be servants, all about me, that's pride. And God said, I didn't create you that way. You can be born again. I was born to be that way. You could be what you is, born again. He created us. Now listen to him. If you are not serving, you are missing the very, one of the very reasons why God created you. It's to serve the people around you because you were created for service. Here's number two. It proves, when I serve people around me, it proves that I belong to Christ. It's one of the evidence that I am united with Christ. This is one of the evidence that when I serve the people around, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, when I serve the people around, it shows that I'm united with Christ. Paul writes in Romans 7, verse 4. My dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. What's the point, Paul? All right, here's the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you're united with the one who was raised from the dead. This is a beautiful picture of baptism. This is where you've died to your old self, and now you've died with Christ, you're buried, and now you're raised to walk in newness. You're raised to walk united with him. What a beautiful picture of baptism, that we died to the old self and we're raised to be new now. We're raised to walk with Jesus. And look what he says. As a result, what's the result? Evidence, proof. As a result that you have been united with Christ, look here. Now you can produce a harvest of good works or good deeds, or servant, watch this, for God. Is that not amazing? That God said that, that, that the way you know that you're part of the body of Christ, one of the proof is, is that you are serving. The two words, are, there's no such thing as a non-serving Christian. Non-serving Christian, that's an oxymoron. Y'all know what oxymorons are, don't you? You're not sitting beside one, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what an oxymoron is, right? Like jumbo shrimp, oxymoron, Mason. Louisville football, you know what I'm talking about? That's an oxymoron for my Louisville fans. That are, that's an oxymoron, this don't make sense, right? And, and so it's a, when you say I'm a Christian and I don't serve, that's an oxymoron. All Christians are created to serve. It's why we serve. It shows that I'm united with Christ because he says I didn't come to serve, what's it? I didn't come to be served, but to serve the people around me. And I just wanna make sure I don't serve and work for my salvation. Your works cannot save you. Your works cannot unsave you. I don't watch it. I don't work for my salvation. It's because I have been saved. Therefore, I will show you my works of my salvation and serve the people around me. So, one of the great things about serving people, it changes the, the people's mindset. It begins to show that I am united to something great. I am united with Christ. Third thing is this serving others is a way to serve God. See, if I ask you, are you serving God? You're like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not a, on staff at a church. Our Eastern Kentucky mindset, at least here, is, well, I gotta be like you know, a missionary or a pastor or Sunday school teacher or something if I wanna serve God, right? But watch this. When you serve people around you, you begin to serve God. Jesus says like this. When you bring one of these little ones a cup of cold water or some clothing, the least of these that you do, even the small things you do, watch this. You do this as you do this unto me. As you serve me, I love this, Colossians 3, 23. Work willingly at whatever you do. Everybody say whatever. Whatever. Whatever you do. Who's your employer? Doesn't matter. Whatever you do in life, no matter who you are, you can influence people. No matter, do whatever you do, do it as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. 
I was listening to a story one time. This, this guy was talking about he was on an airplane and, and there was an unruly pasture, I mean, a, a, a passenger and he was acting up and I think he had a little bit too much to drink, he said, and he was just kind of being rude to everybody. And the flight attendant was very patient, very kind, very sweet. She kept everybody calmed down around and she kind of just took this guy into the wing because I guess she knew how to just coach him through this stuff. Well, he sat back and observed the whole time. And when they landed on the plane, he, got off, he walked over to the lady and said, ma'am, can I have your, your name and your boss's name? I, I want to contact your boss and I just wanna brag on how you did an unbelievable job with that pastor. Like, I wanna tell your boss, like, like what you did. And she goes, no, that's okay, it's no big deal. Thank you for flying with us. And, and this, he insisted, he goes, no, I really want, I really want to call your boss and, and thank them and tell them how good job. She goes, well, I don't work, I don't work here. And, and she, he goes, well, you got a flight attendant and you got the little wings right here. Like, what, what do you mean you, you, you don't work it? She goes, oh, you, you're talking about my poor. Oh, they just give me a paycheck. You see, I work for King Jesus. Imagine if we had that mindset. Oh, they just give me a paycheck. But I work for Jesus. No matter where I go, no matter who I'm around, no matter what, no, no matter who signs my check, I don't work for them, they just give me a pay. I'm here to serve Jesus, I'm here to work for you. And listen, you can do that no matter where you are. That's what's so funny. This is what's the mindset. I want you to rethink this thing about Christian leadership or rethink the thought leadership. Every one of you is a leader. You just have to believe it. I don't care how young you are, old you are. Well, I've not got nothing left. Are you kidding me? I'm just too young. Are you kidding me? You are a leader. Every one of us has influence and we need to steward it well. No matter if you have customers, clients, students, your kids, you need to serve them and serve them well. And watch this, your influence will grow. Because really what we want is we want to be exalted. And it's different in Jesus' kingdom. Jesus says, if you'll humble yourself, I will exalt you. If you will exalt yourself and your arrogant pride and boast on yourself, watch this, then I'll bring you down. But if you'll exalt me, humble yourself, then I will lift you up. I will lift you up. And so by serving God, watch this, is a way, by serving other people is a way that we serve God. Whether you're here at this facility serving or in your workplace or in the community, you can serve God. Here's the fourth thing. I owe God, why should I serve God? Because I owe him everything. Like, have you ever thought about like, I owe God everything? So many people walk around thinking God owes them. God, you owe me. Have I not been good enough? Did I not come to church on Father's Day? Hello, come on, I could be somewhere else. Like, God, don't you owe me? Like, I dropped a 20 in the bucket, God, you owe me. You know what I'm saying? Like, people walk around as if God owes them something. You know what we deserve? Hell. But because of God and his grace and his mercy, sent his son to die for you and me. And he sent his son, watch this, to forgive me of all my sins where I would bypass hell and get to spend eternity with him for the rest of my life. I owe him my whole life. You owe him your whole life. And you can do that by serving, by giving your life to him, Paul writes in Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead, I beg you, I implore you that you will give yourself, your body to God, give him everything. Why? Because all that he's done for you. He's forgiven you of all your sins, past, present, future, all your sins. Are you kidding? Why would I not serve him? Why would I not follow him? He goes on and says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will find acceptable that this is truly the way you worship. If you want to worship God, then give your life to him and serve him. 
And ways you can serve God is by serving the people around you. Even the little insignificant things that you think are no big deal. The reason I serve him is because of his mercy, what he's done. How can we not serve him? Here's another reason why we should serve him. Honestly, it's one of the best uses of my life. When you serve the people around you, when you serve other people, it's one of the best uses of your life. So many people are like, man, what am I gonna use my life for? What can I do? Serve, just serve people around you. Just begin to serve the people around you and watch what changes. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15 this, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. I love that, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Could you imagine if all of us got excited and we were like really excited about serving the Lord? I'm not talking about your employer. I'm not talking about the place that you may hate to work, but I get to go there and I get to serve Jesus and serve people around me. If I just rethink that mindset that I get to be an influence to the people around me and I get excited and I'm excited about it. Could you imagine what our place, our city, our workplaces would look like, our families? if we were really excited about serving the Lord. And it doesn't matter, I love what he says right here. Nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You know, let's just take it right here. Every single one of us who have put their faith and trust in Jesus, watch this, you have been commanded to serve the body of Christ. It's not a suggestion. It's not like, I'll serve when I'll, listen, you have been commanded by your master, by King Jesus, to serve one another and the body of Christ. All of us are part of the body. Some are hands, some are feet. Some of us are are behind the scenes that you don't see. God has called you. He has gifted you. He has commanded you that you would serve the body of Christ. That's why here at Better Life Church, we're really big on trying to find your purpose, trying to find your gifts so you can figure out where God plugged me in. If this is the body, now listen, I'm not talking about your denomination. Denominations are man-made things. There's only one big church, the C Church. Jesus is the head of that church, and he's gifted his people. If this is your local body that you worship with, if this is your home church, if this is the one you're plugged in, listen, God didn't make a mistake by bringing you here. He wants to use you, and he wants to serve you, serve, use you to serve the people around. And somebody's like, man, you don't need me. Like, I don't even know what I'm good at. I, I can't sing, I can't preach, I can't teach. I mean, what do you want me to do? See, we always think about things that you see. Well, I'm not really gifted. Listen, how many of you are thankful right now that there are people in our kids' ministry serving the gremlins, right? (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're eating everything. Like, are you just thankful that we have people who, like, watch this. I'm going to take time. I'm going to come to service and worship, and then I'm going to serve God by serving the people at the next service, by, watch this, by teaching their kids about Jesus, on the, by loving your child. Someone is serving. That when you walk in, someone just opens the door for you and serves you by saying, thank you for being here. We have people in the parking lot trying to help you who don't wanna follow instructions find a parking spot. Can I get a witness? You know, every week when you write down your prayer requests that we type them out and we send them to a team that you have no idea and it goes out to a team that's a prayer team and they are begging God to answer your prayer request. Every week. Every week you have a staff here 
who loves you so much, who thinks, how can we create a great environment with a great experience that we can remove all the distractions as possible so that when you walk in here and the word of God is open and you are convicted or your heart is pricked or you are challenged, it's because God's word has challenged you. That you can leave here, watch this, better than how you came. That you can leave here going, you know what? I need to rethink leadership. I thought about, I, 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 I kind of am a dictator. I kind of lorded over it. Maybe I should do it different. Maybe there's a reason why God wants it done that way. Could you imagine if all of us, listen, nothing is insignificant from handing out a pen to praying for someone. It's not even go past the church, buying someone's groceries for them, paying for someone's meal, finding an organization, a community, and say, man, I don't have a lot of time, but I got an extra 30 minutes coming up this week. Anything I can do to help? See, the attitude of a servant is where Jesus says, now that, that, that person's gonna be first in my kingdom. Like, that's the one I'm gonna exalt. That's the one I'm gonna give influence. Is the one who serves. See, there's no insignificant service when it comes to God and in his eyes. As the old saying goes, old saying, only one life will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. And that is so true. Everything that you have will be destroyed someday. Everything you have will be gone. Everything you've worked to leave to your children will be gone. It will be gone. And Paul tells us in Corinthians that here's what, and I don't know everything about heaven, but someday everything we've done is gonna be taken through fire. And anything that was done with self-righteousness, pride, arrogance, self-fulfilling, all about me, anything that was done selfishly will burn away like hay and stubble. But those that was did with a pure heart and a pure motive for serving the Lord will come through as precious as gold and silver and we will be rewarded. See, this life is just a test. And we will be rewarded how we serve Jesus here on earth. Not for our salvation, Jesus already paid for that. That's not what gets me into heaven. I serve because I've been saved. Save people, serve people. Serve the people around you. And I don't know what everything what heaven will be like, but Paul tells us that anything we did with selfish will be burned away. And those that we did with a pure heart, even when no one's looking, and the people that we serve, God says that will be rewarded. That will be rewarded. But it's the best use of my life. A couple more right here and we'll finish up. Let me tell you another reason. It's because it makes my life meaningful. Mark Twain said the two greatest days of your life, the day you was born and the day you find out why you were born. And most people don't know what their meaning is in life. Most people don't know what their purpose is in their life. They think it's a title. Just because you have a title don't mean you're a leader. <laughs> like you have, le like the leadership is influence. Like you are a leader, but just because you have a title, that's not what makes you the the boss, that doesn't mean you have the title, but are you truly influencing people in a good and a positive way? You want your life to mean something? Start serving people. You wanna find out what your purpose is in life? Start serving people. Start serving the people around you. Jesus says in Mark 8, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you'll give up your life for my sake, and for the sake of the good news, you'll save it. See, in my kingdom, it's different. Those who strive to be first, they'll be last. 
But those who are last that put me first, they will be first. See, it's different. We gotta rethink this leadership. We gotta rethink our influence. And I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you're not serving, you're not living. You're just existing. You need to find the people around you to serve. And you can do this. You can serve the people around you. No matter who they are. So why should we serve other people? Why should we do this? One, well, I was created for service. Two, it proves that I am united and I belong to Christ. Three, it's a way to serve God by serving the people around me. Four, I owe God everything in my life. I owe Him a, de- a life of servanthood. I owe Him. It's the best use of my life and my time. It makes my life meaningful. And then here's the last one. And now this spoke about it. Is that I will and you will be rewarded for eternity, for how we serve in this life. How you and I serve. Going back to Colossians 3, 23, look what it says. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. And then watch this, verse 24. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance. You get an inheritance as you serve him as your reward. You see, this life's just a test. A lot of times we fail the test. But what I love about this, it's today's a new day. You can start over no matter who you are. Listen, try it this week. Try it this week. Try it. Go and just serve people this week. Like, I mean, like, go to work and the, and the co-worker you want to jack slap, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, like, you just get so frustrated. Like, go and serve them. The boss that tries to lord it over you, serve. If you're the boss, like you are the point person, watch this. I don't care if you're the foreman on the job. I don't care if you're the manager. Watch this. Serve your team members. Serve the people this week under you and see if it doesn't change the culture of your workplace. Start it. Sir, listen, go home and serve your wife. Go home this week and say, you know what? I'm, 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 go home and serve your wife. And ladies, when he do, don't go, you're just doing it because Pastor Daniel said do it. Don't, don't you say that to him. You let him practice it. You let him. And you milk it for all you can. Serve your kids. I'm telling you, it's different than what the world says. You gotta rethink this leadership. You gotta rethink servanthood. Because at the end of the day, if you, you cannot be a leader, a true leader, without being a servant. And if you become a servant leader, it will happen because you begin to serve the people around you. I'm gonna ask you, if you would, just for a moment, bow your heads. First of all, if you're watching online or any of our campuses, man, we wanna say thank you so much for being with us today. My prayer is that God spoke to you. I mean, something in your heart. Maybe he challenged you on, wow, I need to start, and then you fill in the blank. Maybe you wrestle with this because in your mind, like, no, no, if I'm gonna be a man, I'm gonna be the leader, I gotta, no, wait, maybe it's different. There's a reason why Jesus stated that. Maybe really the greatest thing you can do right now today is give your life to him. Maybe God opened your eyes today and you realized that how much you need him. That he became the ultimate leader by sacrificing his life for you and for me. 
And the Bible says this, that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So right where you are, no matter who you are, you can say, God, today I believe. God, today I put all my faith and trust in you. God, I believe you came for me, I believe you died for me, and I believe you got up out of the grave for me, and as best as I know how, I'm gonna repent of my sin, and I'm gonna put all my faith in you. Now help me as my master, as my Lord, to serve you all the days of my life. And I'm telling you, if you'll serve him, he will take you places and give you influence and use you greatly no matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what background you have, today's a new day. Let's go and let's be servant leaders. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for how relevant it is. God, 2,000 years ago when you said, wait, wait, you wanna be first, you need to be last. And God, how that principle is so true, even when it goes against our natures, that we wanna be first, and that's pride. God, you're always right. So I pray that what we've learned to take, that we learned today, that we will take and we will be the Christian influencers, whether it's on social media, whether it's at home, whether it's at the workplace, our family, on the field, off the field, at work, not at work, doesn't matter. That we will be the Christian influence that will bring all glory and all praise to your name. For it's in your name we ask and we pray. Come on now, and everybody said, amen.